Welcome to the Life with Five podcast, where we get real about marriage and parenting. Our heart is to help you discover hope and healing by infusing faith into your family. Here are your hosts, Ray and Carol Hintz. Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us today. All of us hope that our spouses or our kids have great memories to look back on when they're older, times that they felt your love or experienced joy, or even moments that they failed but learned a really important life lesson. So what's the secret to creating meaningful and memorable moments? Well, in this episode, we are going to explore that very question, as well as share some practical tips uh, for you to maximize the moments that we already have. Yeah, I remember it was a few years back now that I was reading a book by Chip and Dan Heath. I love them as authors. It's called The Power of Moments. And it's an incredible book. Uh, we aren't going to recap the entirety of the book, uh, but we will refer to it from time to time. But I will say that it made me think about moments in a way that I never really had. I'm, I, if I'm just being honest, <laughs> I would tell you I'm not a big experience guy. So oftentimes I'm not a big moments guy. I don't do concerts. Like I can't even remember the last concert. I, it would be embarrassing. If I probably said, I don't even know who it was, but I I love sports. I don't ever pay money to go to sports games, like hardly ever, unless I'm giving a gift or, you know, somebody hooks me up with a ticket. Come on. Thank you for great friends who know that I love sports, but I'm too cheap to ever buy tickets. So shout out to you, Ivan Royal, if you're watching right there, always hooking (laughs) me up with the tickets. Um, But overall, I lean much more towards functionality and practicality over feelings. And until the last few years, I would have honestly told you it wasn't that big of a deal. Like my kids not getting to go on that many trips or do this many things or Carol, you know, not being able to, like, it's not a big deal. But I can tell you definitively today, I was wrong. What was that? I know. Carol needs a moment. So just (laughs) those words, she doesn't hear a lot, but I was wrong. I know. I know. I'm just thankful to have this recorded for the rest of time. Took her breath away. (laughs) Yes. Well, in this episode, we're primarily going to share about how we're working to create more meaningful moments in our family, but we're also going to dig into some of the science and the psychology behind creating moments, both how to create them and why it's important. And then we're going to wrap up with some tips and ideas for you. But before we begin, I want you to think of some meaningful or milestone moments in your your life. Think about which moments stand out to you. For me, when I was a kid, we would go on trips with my grandparents quite a bit. They had an RV and liked to camp and all that kind of stuff. So we did that up until about the time that my parents got divorced. But I'd say when I was probably like seven or eight, one of our last trips to the sand dunes uh, was pretty fun. My my grandparents had, they had a couple quads, but they also had three wheelers back when those were really a thing. <laughs> They've been determined to be unsafe now, so. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> but so my grandpa would take me riding on his three wheeler and there were some pretty steep sand dunes, but when you got to the top, you got to turn around and ride back down really fast and it was super fun and he was a good driver. So that was awesome. But I remember him on that trip taking me on these trails, like really windy trails through the trees, because you had trees at the beach in Oregon. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So we're on these trails and looking back now that I'm a mom, like that was extremely unsafe. Like (laughs) whose idea was it to let him take me on these trails? But in the moment, it was just so much fun. Fun. And I think that's probably where I get my sense of adventure and need for, you know, the occasional adrenaline rush today. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She, she wants to still jump out of a plane. I just, I, I don't, do, I mean, I, do. I don't know. I feel like the <laughs> ziplining in Costa Rica is enough, but you know, we'll see, I guess. 
But one moment that I remember, not as fun as riding quads all over, but it was a meaningful moment in my life. Yeah. Um, it was, I was probably 16 years old, and um, it was when God, I felt like God was speaking me to become a pastor. And we were at church, and I remember the morning was different already because my mom was there, and she very rarely at that point in time came to church. And so it was really special to me that she had come. And we had a guest speaker. His name was Bill Wilson. He's a kids pastor from New York, really just incredible story of what God did through him. He's written a book. They've done documentaries, just really powerful. But he's sharing this message. And at some point near the end, he said the words, the need is the call. And I just remember in that moment, God speaking to me and saying, you know, Raymond, there's a need for a lot of people out there that don't know me. And I want to use you to help that, uh, that be able to happen. And so it was very, very vivid. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember so many details. But I'll be honest with you, the overall, like, I don't remember most of the day. I don't remember what happened after. I don't remember responding even that, that day. I don't remember meeting him. I don't remember what my mom's, I don't remember lots of things. But that message, that particular part was really, really powerful. And I, I think that's often how stories work and how memories work. Yeah, studies and science tell us that we tend to remember parts, but we don't remember the whole of the story. And in the book, The Power of Moments, Chip and Dan Heath share a story about a study was done with a group of people who put their hands in extremely cold water for 60 seconds. Though the participants, they didn't know how long their hands were actually in the water. And then the researchers did the did it again. They had them put their hands in the extremely cold water for 60 seconds, same group of people, but then they turned the water up two degrees for another 30 seconds. So 90 seconds total in this really cold water. Then they asked the group of people which one of these they wanted to do again. Would they want to do the 60 seconds again or the 90 seconds again? And surprisingly, 69% of the people said that they would rather keep their hands in this cold water for the 90 seconds rather than the 60 seconds. Why? Because most of us tend to remember two things. We remember the peak, which is the best or the worst moment, and we remember the ending. But that's it. Yeah, and I hope that takes some pressure off. It might seem a little bit weird. Like that's what we remember. That is generally what we take away. So maybe you're one of these people you think, okay, I have a special day planned and every detail has got to be absolutely perfect. And if it's not, it's going to ruin my whole day. You don't, it's not going to happen. People are only going to remember certain parts. And so hopefully what that does is it helps us to elevate some moments and create these lasting impressions so that they can stick out and stand out in our mind because moments are important. And we want to create those times because moments teach us. You know, if you go to the Bible, you'll see a story of how God brings the Israelites out of captivity. These are God's own special people. It's an amazing, he does all these miracles. And at one point he has them collect some rocks and they're supposed to put them in a certain place and then tell future generations whenever they see them that this is what God did. This was all the miracles he did. This is his faithfulness to us and it'll be faithful to you as well. And this is what moments can do. They help us not only to remember something that happened for us, but they also help us have the opportunity to teach others who will come after us and also for us to learn from other people's moments that happened before us. Right. The moments that others faced in the past really do help teach us as we move forward into the future. So if we don't learn from history, then we are doomed to repeat it as the saying goes. And in fact, our own past can even teach us. Maybe you're someone who likes to journal and you keep records of things that you've experienced in your life. And as you look back, you can recall God's faithfulness or maybe learn some lessons 
lessons based off your own past experiences, even if you otherwise wouldn't remember them. But another reason that moments are important is because they shape us. Just like Ray had a moment in that church all those years ago. All those years? You make it sound like <laughs> it happened in the 1800s. How old? We're married. You know this, right? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close. But, <laughs> but you will have those moments too along the way that really shape who you are. Yeah, and there's different types of moments, right? There's spiritual moments, like maybe surrendering your life to Jesus. Maybe that stands out for you, or getting baptized, making a public profession of your faith, or maybe there's life moments that happen. You graduate from school or from college, and you remember all the work that you put in to get yeah. that piece of paper, that degree, <laughs> right? Or you remember getting married, or having a child, or buying a home, getting your driver's license, whatever it might be. These all shape us. Of course, there are wonderful things that happen to us, but we can also learn from our failures as well. I remember uh, when I was a kid, I had cousins, older cousins, by the way, can I just, word of advice, if you have older cousins, don't listen to them. They're going right. to tell you to do something stupid, Bad as was the case here. And so uh, we had one bike and three of us, and they're like, we can get to where we need to go. And so they're like, hop on the bike. And I was young and dumb. So I got on, <laughs> I sat on the back of the seat, I'm holding on to my cousin, he's riding the bike. My oldest cousin, he's sitting on the handlebars. What could possibly go wrong, right? And so we're going along and my cousin who's riding the bike, he's like pedaling and he wants to like show off a little bit. So he gets ahead of steam going. He's going pretty fast. Well, guess what? He hit something. We biff it like he couldn't see because, you know, cousin's sitting on the handlebars. He goes flying off the handlebars. I mean, he is a bloody mess on the pavement. <laughs> I still remember there was a piece of the denim from his jeans that was imprinted upon like the cement. I came back like two months later. It was still there. Yeah. So what does that teach us? It teaches us not to be idiots, all right? <laughs> Don't ride bikes with three people. That's a bad idea. Unless you're in the circus, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Or a bicycle built for three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but another reason that moments are important is that they bond us. And some moments are more meaningful and powerful than others, and they bond us in a really special way. And often tragedy has a powerful way of bringing us together. And a few years back, we went through a season of a lot of loss. Ray's mom passed away, and then within not too much time, both of my grandfathers passed away as well. But it was really times for our families to come together people that we don't see often because we're all in various parts of the country, but we all came together and it was just a good time to be able to remember, to grieve, to cry together, and just to be there for each other in a special way. Yeah, so those memories are special and they do bond us, but sometimes they're wonderful memories that bond us as well. Yeah. That uh, I, I remember, you know, being a, a young kid, not having a huge family. And then like Carol's dad, her side of the family has got, there's kids everywhere. I mean, there's just yeah. people everywhere. <laughs> so they had six kids. I mean, we got five kids. There's just so many people. Right. Um, but it was awesome because we would all go and pack into their house and, yes. you know, Gigi would cook some amazing dinner and we would all sit down and eat together. Like usually like had different tables. Like I think we kind of graduated and moved up from kids table, <laughs> like into the adult table eventually. eventually. Um, but like we'd sit down and we would have dinner and then you know we'd go sit down on the couch and you know 
Gramps would fall asleep in his chair reading the Always. newspaper every <laughs> every time we go over there. It was the holidays or, you know, it might just be a Sunday afternoon. It was just a lot of fun. And I cherish those times and those memories. I think of another time when my sister, she rented a beautiful beach house. My mom had been diagnosed with cancer, didn't have a long time left. And so we went to the beach and we hung out. And so my yeah. sister has five kids. We have five <laughs> kids. So there were, when I talk about, there's just kids all the time everywhere. And right. so, but it was so much fun. And our kids still remember that. They went out onto the beach in Oregon when it was freezing cold and they're getting in the water, but they're collecting shells, just having fun, walking down a hundred stairs to get there. It was a great time. Yeah. And it was one of the rare times that they've been able to spend extended time with their cousin. So super memorable for them. Yeah. So we know that moments matter, but how do we actually help create moments that make a lasting impression? Right. Well, the first way is we celebrate important milestones. And of all the things that we'll discuss, this is probably the one that's most common in our culture uh, for as far as creating moments and everything from birth to birthdays, <laughs> getting a driver's license, graduating, getting jobs or promotions, celebrating weddings, buying a home and so on. But when these moments come, Do we treat them just as ordinary, everyday things, or do we make a really big deal out of them? Yeah, and I think that's a great question to ask because a lot of times, you know, with some of those things, you'd be like, well, I don't want to make a big deal because I got a promotion or whatever. But you want to celebrate and remember those things Mm -hmm. and especially help other people remember those things, celebrate others. I remember when I graduated from high school, my dad gave me the keys to his 67 Chevy Camaro. Come on now, that (laughs) is a good milestone celebration right there. And seriously, though, you don't have to do something that expensive and if kids if you're listening to this that is not happening for you i'm Sorry. not buying you a camaro that is i did Sorry. some stupid things in that car and there's no way i'm letting you do all those stupid things right <laughs> nope <laughs> but uh, it doesn't have to be a big huge thing or an expensive thing just last year i actually my dad i think it was his 63rd birthday and so i just wrote him a letter i'd never really done anything like that we usually just exchange wallets this is what we buy each other every <laughs> single year I don't, I don't know why we do this but whatever but i wrote him a letter this year it's probably six or seven pages and 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 I just told him like all the things that I appreciated, all the lessons that he had taught me and how much I appreciated his hard work ethic and, you know, all those things. And what I did was just create a moment out of all of the moments that we have had together as a father and son. That's really beautiful. While these are important milestones, they often hold significant meaning to us. They are generally expected to some degree, right? So if you want to go a step further, you can create traditions. Many people have unique and fun traditions. We have a guy at our church that goes crazy with Christmas likes, (laughs) like Clark Griswold crazy, or even more than that. I mean, I think maybe if Clark was alive during this time. 2022? Yeah, and had all the tech that's available to us, (laughs) he could have come up with something like this. But this guy puts like 40,000 lights on his house. They're coordinated to songs. There's like talking trees and all kinds of crazy things. But they do it for the whole community. And they put on shows like every hour on the hour. And they start a couple weeks before Christmas and go through New Year's. They do a food drive for the local food bank like it's a whole thing but it's yep. really incredible yeah like it's on the news it's you may not be that extreme though yeah. like i don't even know i like you get beyond a couple strands of christmas lights and i, I lose my mind i don't even know how <laughs> you would do something like that right. but on christmas morning for us we simply we get up and we read the christmas story we open mm-hmm. presents after that and then carol usually has some sort of breakfast that we have together french toast or something like that and yeah. of course not all traditions are going to last forever they aren't even always all that great one of our traditions back in the day 
Oh, goodness. Back in the day, we would have church on Sunday. And because, you know, Little Caesars was only $5 then, um, we would stop by Little Caesars every single Sunday after church. And we would take, we only had two boys at that time. Mm -hmm. We'd take them home and they loved having Little Caesars. Now, fast forward, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, whatever. And they do not enjoy Little Caesars. We just bought it the other day. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. I remember Little Caesars being actually kind of good. The other day I had it. It's a little bit disappointed, so I'll give it yeah. another shot. I'm not saying it's the end, but you know, <laughs> come on, little Caesar, step up your game. Right. But a more recent tradition was actually started by my dad and stepmom. Near the 13th birthday of one of our kids, they actually fly them out to Oregon to spend some time with them, and they just spoil them for like a week and a half. It's and stupid. when I say spoiled, like. Is next level spoiled. Like, uh, where was this when I was a kid? I haven't done half the things that they have gone to do. (laughs) Come on, Ron and Renee. We love you. That's right. (laughs) Well, our two oldest boys, they've both gotten to experience this trip with grandma and grandpa, and they absolutely loved it. They have some really great memories, which I'm so thankful for. And our younger kids are really excited about when it's going to be their turn to do it too. But it's a simple tradition that really creates memories that they're going to carry with them for years to come. Absolutely. And one thing I do want to say about traditions, though, is the reason you should have traditions should be to create meaningful moments for you and for your loved ones. And maybe if that tradition has kind of grown stale, it's not doing that anymore. It might be time to kind of put that one to the side and introduce a new tradition. That's okay to do as well. You absolutely have permission. But the last way that we create moments is by elevating the ordinary. Yeah, because if we're not careful, we can let the hours and the days and the weeks just slip through our hands without seeming to have had any significant moments because every day can be very ordinary. And I feel like as our kids are getting older, there's more pressure because we have less time with them, right? And in the power of moments, Chip and Dan Heath share how we can do this in a couple of ways. First, we can raise the stakes. And we can do this by making what we're doing every day, turn it into a game or a competition, whether the winner gets a prize or maybe just bragging rights. (laughs) It doesn't even matter that much. Just change things up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I do this with Carol sometimes. I'll make a bet with her, usually for like a back rub or something like that. Like, and I lose my fair share, but you know, we've won a few. And one time (laughs) I told her that Larry Bird's middle name was Joe and she did not believe me. Because that's ridiculous. Okay. And because I did tend to make up stuff. Like I told her one time that this dude's, he's an actor. I was like, that's Jim, the guy that does Jiminy Cricket's voice. And she's like, that's not him. And I was like, I I was so, I sold it so well. She believed it, right? But she did not believe me on the Joe thing. And so I told her, listen, if I'm lying, I'll give you a 30-minute back rub. But if if I'm right and you're wrong, then I get that back rub. Well, guess what? Larry Legend's middle name is. It's Joe. That's right, baby. Come on now. Sorry, Larry. It's a beautiful name. That's right. Larry freaking Joe Bird. Love it. Oh, well, the other way that we can elevate the ordinary is to break the script, do something unexpected, include a plot twist, so to speak. While traditions are really great, there's something just exhilarating about a surprise. And, you know, right now we are getting ready to move. And this is the last weekend that we have in our house where we've lived for the last six years. And I wanted to do something just kind of different out of the ordinary to commemorate the moment. So this Sunday, we're going to have ice cream for breakfast. And I'm really excited about that because I love ice cream. My kids love ice cream. And they're going to be super excited that I actually 
actually let them eat ice cream for breakfast. Yeah, they're going to be super excited. I don't know that I'm <laughs> going to be super excited when they're all hopped up on sugar at like 9 yeah, a.m., but hey, fine. you know. <laughs> but think about what you do every day. How could you unexpectedly maybe mix it up? Mm -hmm. Maybe swing by the gas station after you pick up the kids from school today and get them a slushie and tell them you're getting it because they're just such awesome kids, right? Yeah. Get out and get out of work early and surprise your spouse with some flowers, take them on a fun date, or just go for a nice walk instead of maybe doing what you always do, which is vegging out in front of the TV and <laughs> scrolling through your phone. Something a little bit different to mix it up. Yeah, there's lots of ways to elevate the ordinary, but the important thing is that we create these meaningful moments that are going to stay with the people that we love. And before we wrap up this episode, we want to share with you five fun ideas that we read about that you can use to create some fun moments with your spouse and with your family. Of course, if you have some ideas, we would love to hear them. Come so on. tag at Life with Five Podcast on Instagram. Let us know what you're doing, but let's jump into our list of ideas. And the first is to plan a family getaway or a vacation together. Instead of just picking the destination and creating the itinerary yourself, let your spouse and your kids come up with elements to include in the trip. Or maybe give them some options and let them pick what they would like to do. And we haven't done this yet, but because we've been in this crazy season <laughs> of preparing to move and we're going to be doing some renovations in our new house. We're going to need some fun in our lives. So I have a plan to give our kids a budget and let them plan a family day for us. And there's, I'm hoping that it's going to be a tech free day for the we'll most see. part. We'll see how that works out. But the point is to allow them to do some things that they wouldn't normally do to do things that they're excited about, that they want to try. It lets them showcase their creativity and show what they value most so that you can use that information to then create meaningful moments for them down the road. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing to do. So another way is to cook a meal or a dessert together. Now, disclaimer, I cannot cook. Like no. not at all. I just, I, <laughs> I can't, I don't like I've tried. It's not usually good, not but I still remember making cookies when I was a kid with my grandma and I was, I mean, I was probably four, maybe five years old. It's actually one of the earliest memories that I have. And I remember, you know, rolling the dough and eating some of the, you know, that dough of, of course as well. But what really stands out to me is when she would throw flour, she would take the flour and she would throw it on me and it made a huge mess. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure my dad was like, what are you doing? But it was so much fun. I still yeah. remember that. Like I said, one of my earliest memories. So sometimes just doing something a little bit different and unexpected. This is a fun one you could do. If you want to take it up a notch, maybe even pass on a family tradition, teach your kids a recipe. If you have one that you really want to have, like Gigi, could you like cook this up with that cookie recipe? Because those things are amazing. Um, and yeah. you pass that on to your kids. And then maybe they pass it on to their kids one day too. Right. So are you saying that you're going to let our kids throw flour all over the kitchen? Let's not get carried away. And all over you. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> if you don't know, I have a little obsession with cleanliness. So Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> Deep, Deep breaths. breaths. Yeah. <laughs> and the third idea we have for you is to play or create games together. And we've done all sorts of games over the years with our kids. We've created our own scavenger hunts. We've had the kids shop for each other at the dollar store. We even did a 24-hour tent challenge where they couldn't leave the tent that was set up in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> like right where we were filming. Yes, for an entire 24 hours. But we also love to play board games and card games. And honestly, those are some of the 
most fun moments that we have together as a family. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the fourth is to have a family movie night. Our kids love family movie nights. And our honestly, our biggest challenge these days is finding a movie that everyone can agree on because we've got little girls, we've got teenage boys. Send some suggestions, people. Please, because we're running out I've of exhausted options. It. I've exhausted all my <laughs> options. But it's really a simple night. Maybe we get some candy, you know, traditional movie candies, and we make some popcorn, turn off the lights, snuggle up with blankets, put the phones away, and watch a movie together. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Another way that we can do, last one on our list here, is serve together. I know we've talked about this in other podcasts before, but there's something special that happens when we serve together. And I don't know if my son remembers this, Josiah. He's 14 now, but at the time he was probably 9 or 10. And we went to a church, and they actually, every Saturday, they would open up the church, and they would feed those who were in need. And they would also, uh, they had like a big clothing pantry so they could go in there and basically shop for any clothes that they wanted, and they could have those if they needed them. But we were just tasked with kind of sitting down and talking to people. So that's what we did. We sat down at a table and we were just having breakfast there and a father and son came along and the son was about the same age as Josiah. And so they just started chatting. They were talking about, you know, video games and basketball and all this different stuff. And they sat and they probably talked for an hour while, you know, the dad and I talked for a little bit and he went and got some clothes. And I was just so proud of him. And I still remember that so vividly. And one of the cool things after it was all done, he came home, Carol was serving at a different place with, yeah. the rest of our kids, um, he came home and he's like, mom, you'll never guess what I did. And I talked to this kid and all these things. He was excited about it. And so yeah. that can create some really special and meaningful moments. Right. Well, there are thousands of ways that you can create memories together, but the important thing is to look for the opportunities to do that. If you've been on the fence or waiting for some grand gesture, just start with something easy and fun. After all, the thing that your family is going to remember is that you took the time to love and to care for them. Right. We want to say thank you for listening today. If you've gotten something from the podcast, would you do us a favor and rate the show and leave a review? We also want to say thank you for sharing the podcast and we pray that is continuing to bring hope and healing to marriages and families everywhere. But remember, every moment has the power to be meaningful. So let's go out and make the most of the moments we have today. And we'll see you next time.